Law Offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. And uh, right, wrong, or indifferent. But it would, our talent, I don't want a guy to commit. Do not commit. Like, hey, coach, I'm ready to commit. Hey, buddy, is it, here's what commitment looks like now. Okay, I want to make sure that you know that you know that you know that you know that you know. So I say, will you marry me? You say yes, and we get married. Okay, and then we start off on the right foot. Not like I dated four or five women, and all of a sudden we feel in some kind of way. You know, is somebody going to actually show up on November 30th? I love it. I love it. Now, I heard that part of the press conference, Tyler, but it was right whenever I flipped it on, he was he was answering the question. And he made it sound like at the end of the the question or during the answer that whoever asked it asked it in a way that was <laughs> phrasing it in like a negative light is that was that true or I, okay was he j- I, I didn't take it that way granted like when they're asking questions you can't hear it all that well and i wasn't watching right. a video of it but i thought it was awesome <laughs> and hilarious that he kind of came after that particular reporter being like uh like really dude really you're gonna like question how i do things really I love that. Get after well, it, Brent. Th- Let's go. Well, I think it's funny whenever uh, it, it's framed in you're not allowing them to take other visits. Like, that's not that's not true at all. You can take other visits, just don't commit. If you're not ready to to turn your visits off and not go anywhere else, well, then that, that doesn't mean you're ready to commit. You know what I'm saying? I, I just – I don't – I don't understand the – the gap in understanding here, because there seems to be one. Uh, if you're committing to someone, it's very reasonable to ask them to commit and not go other places where you're still openly being recruited. Yeah. Because there's no telling what someone's going to say to you. To- totally. Yeah. Right? I, I, yeah. I, um, it's it's crazy to me that that's not more of a thing in college football. And judging by the reactions today from some fans, it must not be the norm in college football. And I don't think that it is. Like I, I totally am on board. I'm totally cool with the approach of go take your visits, man. Like this is your life. Go do the process. But when you're ready to commit, man, you better be ready to commit because it works both ways. OU's going to commit to you too. They're not going to be one of those schools that yeah you committed. But they're going to try to recruit over you going up to National Signing Day and tell you two days before signing day, sorry, man, I know you've been committed for about four to five months, but now we're going to ask you to gray shirt. Now we're going to ask you to pay for your first year of tuition on school. We don't really have a spot for you scholarship-wise anymore. We recruited over you. Like If OU's going to be committed to you, you got to be committed to them. It's, it's got to work both ways, man. It's got to be, like you said, like a marriage. Got to be serious about it. And again, this yeah. is just one of the one of the many weeding out processes that Brent Vittables has put in the program right now. There's all these weeding right. out processes. Things like this weeds out the guys that you don't want to have on your campus. Right. And I understand. I know as a high school kid, 
you go on a you go on a trip and you got people waiting on your hand and foot you got players taking you out entertaining you on the town and um the experience is cool seeing all these different places and i understand that you want to go see these these different places and they pay to bring you in you don't have to go on your own dime i understand that just go do it before you commit exactly that's it exactly not that big of a deal and like i said in the first hour for all those out there that are worried about well gosh how many guys are you going to miss out on because you won't accept their commitment and because they want to go see some other places my answer to that is who cares? None of those guys will cost you a national championship by yeah, losing. You won't miss any of them. Yeah. If it's so important that they go see other places, like they want to commit to Oklahoma, commit to the next four or five years of hard work, dedication, doing what it takes to go win a championship. They're ready to commit to that, but not until they get to go see, like, you know, I. I'm I'm not going to go there if I can't commit and go on a visit to Alabama. That doesn't make any sense at all. It just I, I love it sets the tone of what it's going to be like. If you end up at OU, it sets the tone of how things are going to go. You know, you're you're going to be committed. It, it's not it's not going to be this circus show. A commitment is not a reservation. Is something he said today, which I love. A commitment has to actually really mean something. It can't just be to be able to tweet out on social media that you're committed somewhere and get retweets and likes. Nah, it's a it's a serious thing, man. And in the case of some guys that are currently on this roster, even getting an offer has to show some commitment. Like when your boy from Hayes, Kansas, had to pay his own way to get to Clemson, South Carolina to even get an offer, there's got to be real commitment there. You've got to show real commitment if you want to be at OU. I'm all right. about it, man. Now, it, and I don't – I definitely don't think fans should be worried about this. This particular recruiting approach, I don't think that this is going to mean that we're going to be sitting here in early March and looking at recruiting rankings and saying, dang, OU's already got nine or ten commits. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that they're going to have the number one overall recruiting class in March. But who cares about that? You want the number one overall recruiting class in December. And yeah, they won't get a whole lot of kids early, but they'll get their kids in due time. So don't don't worry about that. It doesn't matter when you get the commits. They'll 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 get them. They'll be fine. I agree. They'll do a great job recruiting. I'm I'm just telling you right now, if you miss out on a kid over this that Venables didn't want to take his commitment until he was truly ready to commit, if you miss out on a kid on that, you've you've done a great job of already filtering out yes. a problem in the future. Exactly. It's a, it's a filtering process. Is, is what it's it that is, easy. It, it really it is. And I, some people can look at it as a negative and say, oh, you're going to miss out on kids. I bet there's some kids out there that totally dig that. Now, I don't know how many of those kids are out there that dig that, but I, I do think that there's some that say, I, I love the commitment. Let's, let's roll, man. I, I'm kind of about that. After all the shady, other shady stuff that you see in recruiting, this guy's a little bit different. I'll go be a part of that, 100%. I'm telling you, it does not matter. It will not matter. The results are going to be the results. 
there's not a player that is going to be good enough to to sway the difference in a season, sway the difference in a championship. You're not going to miss out on a kid of that level because he wanted to commit and Venables wouldn't accept it because he was still going to take trips somewhere. That is a like you're asking about a scenario that is not going to happen. Right. Text right. line says it's a nuanced discussion that you can't really have because you guys don't pay attention to recruiting. It's a very old school <laughs> mentality that literally nobody but Dabo follows. Yes, that's right. Dabo, who won two national championships at Clemson when they were labeled uh, notorious underachievers. And I can speak on it. Okay? I will tell you the exact conversation I had with Coach Venables. When this is when I was a recruit. I was committed to OU, and there was a – I'm trying to remember. Someone had sent me a, a letter about taking an official visit on some, some day, and it was – I can't even remember the school – but it was two schools that were – there was a game that weekend that was like a really big game. And I was like, maybe it was Nebraska. Again, maybe it was Nebraska and Kansas State, something like that. And I was like, man, I really want to watch that game. So I called Coach Venables, and I was like, hey, um, Nebraska wants me to take a visit on this day. Like, I'm not going there. I'm committed. Like, I'm going to OU. I just wanted to go see, go watch this game. And he said no. And I said, okay, <laughs> not going. That's it. I, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And I totally understand the optics. And frankly, after I asked him, I felt like an idiot for even asking. So I can't speak on it. I've been there. <laughs> Uh, and I don't care if it's old school, and I don't care. Old school works, if, man. Yeah, I don't care if Dabo. Like you're going to have to have a better comeback than the guy that won two national championships recently is the only guy that does it, right? I mean, that's not a very good comeback. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know why you would be scared of old school. We just saw a new school. We saw a new school up close and personable, and it's got its a kicked every single time on the big stage by the old school mentality. I, I am I am down for getting back to the old school mentality. Let's go. Alabama's been doing it better than anyone else in the past decade. It still works today. It's still the best method. Please, let's get away from new school. Yeah. You know, in the in the lost part of it, he, he said in there is, you know, and it's not just on that side of it because there's there's the bad side of it also whenever schools – take a commitment from a kid and right before signing day someone flips and now they got a new running back that wants to come in and they're no longer offering or they're no longer committed to that scholarship that they offered the old kid that had committed way before right so there's that side of it too and when you have a a coach that's committed to doing things the right way the results are going to speak for themselves and i don't and you may lose kids 
but I don't care. It's not going to affect the result on the field. I'm just telling you right now. You can you can get all upset as much as you want about the fact that Coach Venables is not going to accept a commitment from a kid that's still taking visits. It's it's, it's not like he he's saying go take your visits. That's fine. I'm you want to go see these places, go see it. But that doesn't that means you're not committed. Yeah, be, when you're ready if to you commit, want to commit, commit, be ready for it and understand what I, commitment means. That's 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 you, what he's saying. You can be upset at that all you want, and you can fret over losing someone in recruitment over that all you want. I am just telling you right now, and if if you're dead set on that being some big issue, then you're not going to listen to this, which is fine. I don't care, but. It's not going to matter. They're going to win a championship anyways. I'm just telling you that it's going to happen. So yeah. Uh, text line says, Bama does the no-visit thing to a degree as well. It's not just Dabo and BV, all right? Um, especially from random fan bases where they take visits but don't go to school. Okay, let me see. There's no school like the old school, and Brent is the headmaster. <laughs> right. How many times under Muleshoe did we have a four or five star who committed early, decommit later in the process? I'd rather have them commit late. See, I almost feel like the commitment early is for attention. Sure. So you can decommit later and get attention and then commit to a new place and get more attention, yep. right? And there's, I got no interest in feeding that monster, you know, no interest at all. Yeah, um, I, I again, I, I love the mentality. There's too many good football players out there nowadays to get hung up on one guy, you know. Like, like you said, you might miss out on a guy. I'm sure that might happen with this thing, but you're gonna get another guy in his spot. And I'm going to guess with as many good football players that are out there and the level that this staff is going to recruit, the guy that you might be upset about that you lost out on, you're going to get someone in his place that is just as good, if not better. That has maybe more of a buy-in mentality type of thing. So I'm not – my list of worries, this is at the bottom. Literally at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm worried about – whether or not they wear the bring the wood uniforms more than I'm worried about this I'm, commitment I'm, I'm issue. I'm really worried about that, honestly. That's at the top of my list. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Coach Venables like if he really wants to get the fan base behind him, he needs to have a uh, make a public statement about they're no more <laughs> no longer wearing the bring the wood. He's uniforms. letting the media into practice here for the next few days, so that's that was pretty big. Are you going? What's the practice schedule look I, like? I'm going to guess I'm not going. I have no idea what the schedule's like. Uh, no, mm. Actually, you know what? If I could make it over there, I might do that. Might go see him stretch. That's probably all we'll get to see. No, I think they're going to allow him to see more than that because they've always been allowed to see the stretch, right? Am I missing something on that? Is no. that not right? You, uh, I don't know if the show can handle me going to practice and watching Dylan Gabriel throw. There'll be some hot takes coming out on the show that day if I get to see the lefty QB throw the ball down the field. That is a good point. Oh, man. I don't that even think you're ready point. for that. Woo. No, no. 
Nope. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out Chapel Supply and Equipment today, 6509 West Reno, 405-495-1722. Spring is right around the corner. Make sure you pick up your pressure washer. Either get your old one serviced, and they can service any make and model here, or pick up uh, one of the great Chapel Supply pressure washers, 3,100 PSI gas pressure washer, just 535 4,000 PSI gas pressure washer, $12.95. They've also got in stock generators, 2,000 watt all the way up to 15,000 watt. I'm looking at them right now. Hard to find generators in stock right now at this time of year. And uh, who knows, weather can get nasty in the spring, can be left without power. Come stop in, check out Chapel Supplies line of uh, generators and inverters. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Landers, we're driven to serve. We're committed to supporting our community and everyone in it. Players that have come up to me and said thank you uh, for the structure. Thank you for the accountability. Thank you for uh, the attention to detail. Thank you for the discipline. My single most favorite quote from Brent Vittable's press conference earlier today. It is the rush final hour. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. BV revealed today that six of his top ten returners, in terms of experience, are portal guys. So that was um, was a little bit interesting to hear. We always talked about if they'd be active in the portal or not, but it almost seems like they want experienced players, or at least this time around, they were looking for experienced players when it comes to uh, getting players out of the portal. Yeah, and that makes sense. Um you know, one of the things that he's talked about is being able to play older guys is um, key, critical in pursuing a championship. You know, just third, fourth year guys, that wealth of knowledge, the experience, knowing what it takes, uh, playing in, in live bullets, playing in big situations. That that experience is is critical. Um, just understanding kind of how the game's played, the you know the language of it, just everything involved. The more experience you can get, the better. And I I think that that makes total sense, and I think it will continue to make total sense at least until they have guys that have learned grown up developed in this system for two years or so right and then those guys start to transition in and then you've got full supply lines behind that of guys that are in the process in in different stages of the development process and they already have that but not in their system, not in how they want things done. And I know they're bringing guys in from other systems out there, but um, I, I think that that's going to be something critical that you see is trying to get maybe some talent out there that has played in, in football games and, and come in to compete. doesn't mean that they're going to insert those guys, just be able to compete and have a little more experience on your roster. I brought up a story on Tuesday about a sixty imaginary 64-team college football bracket that ESPN put together. They had OU as the highest three seed, and they barely escaped Tech in the first round, had to uh, rally from a two-touchdown deficit, and then Dylan Gabriel had to throw a late touchdown on third and long to beat Wake Forest. So you and I were like rolling our eyes that they have 
OU in this imaginary tournament, barely beating Tech, having to rally, and miraculously beating Wake Forest. Well, they have uh, continued that uh, fake 64-team bracket. OU is now in the Sweet 16 against Clemson. Three seed against two seed. Talk about familiarity between the coaching staffs. First-year head coach Britt Vittables was Dabo's assistant for 10 years. Neither side has a lot of success offensively as both defenses come to play. Clemson's defensive line is stifling, but Oklahoma senior linebacker Deshaun White forces a turnover deep in Clemson territory that the Sooners turning to the winning touchdown. ESPN has OU beating Clemson in the Sweet 16, 21 to 17. Yeah. Yep. And then what's the next one? Uh, the next round would be the USC, Elite Eight. Right? Uh, USC played number one Michigan in the Sweet 16. USC won that game 38 to 24. I roll there. So in the Elite Eight, we have the regional final for the right to go to this imaginary Final Four. Three seed OU, four seed USC. OU wins it 35-28, according to ESPN. Dylan Gabriel outplays Caleb Williams and steers OU within two wins of college football's biggest prize. Now, I want you to go back to the Michigan uh, description and read what it says in there about was Lincoln there, Riley and Caleb Williams. Was there ever any doubt that Caleb Williams would end up at USC? when Muleshoe made the decision to bolt to the West Coast. They were offensive magic together at OU, and nothing changes at USC. For that to matter, Williams is even more polished as a sophomore and carves apart a Michigan defense that feels the pain of losing so many talented defenders to the NFL. Yeah, okay. They were not offensive magic together. Actually, For one half. it was Lincoln Riley's worst season at OU statistically on the offensive side. Yep. Quarterback-wise, not good statistically. Third down, especially in the critical games, atrocious. Pretty much the worst ranking in almost every single category offensively for Lincoln Riley. They were not offensive magic together. Although that narrative is going to continue to be pushed everywhere, and USC is going to be force-fed down your throat from now until next December. Oh, dude, the ESPN's airing the spring game. I think that's the only spring game that ESPN is airing this year, I want to say, is the USC spring game. And if this does not end in a college football playoff berth or a Pac-12 title, everyone's going to be asking, okay, if this goes how I think it's going to go, they don't win a Pac-12 title, they don't take over the West Coast, he bolts in four years, are people going to say, huh, Maybe he's not as good of a head coach as we thought. Or are they going to say, huh, well, I guess USC just isn't the program that it used to be. I guess no one, not even Muleshoe, can win in L.A. now. They may nuke the program. If Lincoln Riley can't get it done, just fold up, say we tried, we're done. I don't know. As much as they've put behind him, as much – 
as they've put behind Lincoln Riley, they'll blame anything but Lincoln Riley. Seriously. Uh, and I don't know. I think there there's some obviously some big headwinds at USC for turning the program around, but there's also some really nice assets, like a really easy schedule, and really whenever you're playing decent football, not any real competition in the state of California for recruits. I mean, there is no one else in the country that has a recruiting ground that large with that many players in it and no other in-state competition. That doesn't even exist. Yeah, I mean, Georgia has, I mean, technically more five stars. Well, maybe, but the amount of overall recruits in the state of California there's probably more high school football players in the state of California than there is people in the state of Georgia. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, that, that I can't argue. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I mean, the population is just staggeringly huge unless in California. All, unless they've all moved to Austin by now. But I think you could be right about that. I think they're all playing lacrosse, though, out there in, in California. Yeah. No, I mean, that. but to, to have that run of that – massive size of population is it's unheard of like think about the state of florida florida's got a big population it's not nearly as big as california but it's big and you've got miami florida state florida ucf and i know some all of those aren't all recruiting at uh you know the same level but at different times they're all kind of pulling at that top spot and like when USC is is playing good, like it's not even close. There's there's no one else at all that's in on it. Now, of course, you have Oregon and other schools coming in. And that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in-state competition. None. By the way, ESPN has Bama spanking OU in the Final Four, forty-one uh, twenty-one. And apparently OU gets a meaningless TD in the final minutes of the game, or it was right. 31-14. They think it's going to be very similar to that Kyler Murray Orange Bowl where Bama gets off to like a 28 nothing lead. They, they think it would be that type of domination. All right. And let's go ahead and say what really happened here. ESPN got scared of the troll army on Twitter of Oklahoma fans coming after him they knew if they got him into the national championship game it would uh it would calm them down a little bit but if they would have picked usc over oklahoma it, it would have been just it, it, it would have been people next would have level. stormed bristol i, I think is it <laughs> right. would have happened yeah i think you're right i think uh oklahoma leaning hackers out there would have crashed espn's website um if that would have went down, I, I'd say funny. I'd say, oh, hey, all right, ESPN, um, you're you uh, you put OU in the Final Four. What an accomplishment! They also put A and M in the Final Four, so don't get too excited. And by the way, uh, Ohio State beating Alabama in the national championship. Um, we are getting pounded. I was by just Notre looking Dame at the score right too. Forty-one fifteen. Is the score right now? Uh, eight minutes Ouch. left in the second. Yikes! Yeah. Ouch. 
hey, it's going to turn around and we can score really, really good. They'll bounce back. Are they going to bounce back enough to win it? I don't know, but they're going to go on a run. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. A couple of segments left. Hanging out, Chapel Supply and Equipment today. Make sure you stop in. Either get your uh, old power washer serviced or step up your game. Get one of these Chapel Supply pressure washers that they've got here. They've got all kinds of different models. 3,100 PSI gas pressure washer, just 535. 4,000 PSI pressure washer, 1295. And like I said, they can service any make and model here. This Final hour of the rush, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, keep the text coming on the Air Cover Solutions text line, 651-3439. Kaysen says, it's ugly at the Lloyd Noble Center early. Tough team to go down 25-2. to. Mm. Yeah, what's 43-18 right now with uh, six That's minutes right. left in the 45. second quarter. 45-18. Yikes, hope they don't score 100 by the time that they leave Norman. Um, we'll see if OU can come back. I tell you who has a ton of pressure coming up this weekend, and I love it, and I can't wait for it to blow up in their face. The bracket has set up perfectly for Kansas, hasn't it? Got to play, yeah. play the four-seed Providence on Friday, but they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And if they win that game, they'll play either the 11-seed Iowa State or the 10-seed Miami. This would be pretty epic if KU doesn't find a way to get to the Final Four. I will just tell you right now, not that anyone really cares, but in my bracket, I have correctly predicted the situation up until this point for Kansas and Providence. And I have picked Providence to beat Kansas on my bracket. I won't be shocked at all if Providence wins that game. They've been, feels like they've been the top 25 pretty much all year. They're a good team. Yep. So. I'm looking forward to it. I got to tell you, um, the family, we all picked brackets to have a little challenge against one another, and it really upped the ante. We watched, uh, we watched hoops all weekend at my sister's house, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Baylor going down was pretty painful, but we've got a pretty diverse group of national champs. Gonzaga, Arizona. Kansas, Purdue, I've got Texas Tech winning the whole thing. It's good. I, I mean, just looking at it at this point right now, I mean, Gonzaga's looked good, but they haven't looked bulletproof, Tyler. Uh, dude, they were down like 12 in the second half to Memphis in the, in the round of 32. And that was when Drew Timmy tried his best not to cuss on national TV after the game. <laughs> what did you tell yeah. your team before you came out in the second half? And he's like, I told them to let's 
freaking play hard this half no matter what <laughs> happens, which is pretty – yeah, man. Um, Arizona probably should have gotten beat last night by TCU. I mean, there, there's, yeah. there's been very few teams thus far that have just rolled through the first two rounds. Um, like, okay, Tech struggled to win that game last night against Notre Dame. Every seems like everyone's have had a tough go of it so far. It's been fun. Yep, that's right. And I got to tell you, uh, St. Peter's is – they're fun to watch. I've watched both their games uh, in their entirety. Really fun. That's what you want, man. A team – what is this, like the third 15 seed ever to make it to the Sweet 16? Is that right? That may be right. They're a 12-and-a-half-point dog to Purdue coming up on Friday night. Purdue's good, and that's going to be a tough mountain to climb, but – I don't know. It's still going to be really, really fun to watch. Did you see who uh, Dickie V had in his national championship? <laughs> it was Iowa and Iowa and Kentucky um, were his Kentucky, two right? title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Takes the pressure off, though. I mean, you got you got nothing to, to worry about the rest of the time. Um, man, Thursday and Friday is going to be really good. Uh, Arkansas and Gonzaga, first game on Thursday. I'm down for that. Uh, Michigan and Villanova, God, I hate those teams, but I have Nova in the championship. Tech and Duke, though, at 8.30 on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, Tech's a one-point favorite. That is going to be an entertaining basketball game. And I normally hate Tech because I despise their students, but I have found myself really pulling for Tech this NCAA. Yes, you have. I cannot believe it. Yes, you have. And they're they're about to step up their game. I think they're going to beat Duke. Uh, make it to the Elite Eight. Now, here's the thing. North Carolina and UCLA, that's going to be an interesting game. I If Brady Manick is on the same tear that he's been on the last um, week or so, or I guess it's been more than that, they're going to beat UCLA. Would OU fans rather him pour in 28 points and beat UCLA? Or go one of nine from the three-point line, and North Carolina loses. I, I don't know. I don't know how many North Carolina fans or or OU fans like uh, will. A lot of people hate Duke. Is North Carolina the same? E, not as hated, but they're still one of those like like the real OU basketball fans are like, yeah, screw North Carolina. Yeah, especially uh, the ones that were around in what '90 when OU got a really tough draw and lost to Rick Fox in North Carolina in the second round when OU was a one seed in Austin. I loved North Carolina as a kid I, when well, I was they were the watching cool basketball program. When I mean, you and I, Rasheed Wallace and Stackhouse and that group, I I just I absolutely loved it. Um, I I think they're going to beat him, and I think OU fans. Would love to see Brady Manick go all the way. I'm rooting, I mean, I'm I, rooting for him to be totally on. I mean, I what UCLA, whatever. But I, I I hope Brady. I hope it works out. He goes to a Final Four. That'd be cool. I am, t- dude. He's been on fire. He was on fire against Marquette. He was on fire against Baylor. It was awesome to watch. Um, he's on a he's on a run right now, and and. To see him playing with that kind of confidence is just so cool. Houston, I love it. Houston back in the Sweet 16, man. Got to face off against Arizona uh, late Thursday night. Arizona's a two-point favorite. Arizona's also a one seed. Houston's a five. But the basketball power index has 60.8% chance that Houston wins the game. 
Wow. It's interesting. I think it? I actually picked Houston to win it in my bracket. Yeah, I got Arizona going to the Final Four. Friday is not – Thursday's the good day. Friday, like St. Peter's and Purdue, Providence and Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, and Iowa State and Miami. Actually, Friday's really good, too. It, it'll be four like, really good days of basketball. And I, my hope is – I don't know what I'm rooting for more. Kansas to lose to Providence when the bracket is wide open for them or Kansas to lose to Iowa State in the Elite Eight. I think it's Kansas losing to Iowa State in the Elite Eight that I'm rooting for the most. You know what? I feel comfortable saying this. I am interested in every single game of the Sweet 16 except for Iowa State-Miami. Yeah. If Okay, if Kansas wins, I'm really interested in that game. If Providence – like, because I, I just think it would be funny if Kansas got beat by Iowa State. If Providence wins and it's like, eh, I don't really care who Providence plays in the Elite Eight. I would like Providence to play the crappier of the two teams. Uh, who that is, I don't know. I don't know either, man. They, neither of them look very crappy this weekend. I, I was in a really rough spot. I kind of wanted – I had Texas losing to Purdue, but I really wanted Texas to lose to St. Peter's in the Sweet 16. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so great. I was like, I don't know – I don't know – like, I would – I don't want Texas to be able to make the Sweet 16, but at the same time, Texas losing to St. Peter's in the Sweet 16, a 15 seed, that would be that would be just lovely. Yeah, I was pretty bummed so, when uh, Texas actually beat uh, Virginia Tech Virginia in the Tech. first round, but yeah. that took care of itself last night against Purdue. Uh, text line says, how about Manic scores 28 in North Carolina loses? I've never cared about North Carolina before. I won't care about them after. I do hope they... I do hope they're a Final Four team since Brady's on it. But as soon as Brady is graduated, I'll go back to not caring about Carolina again. Yeah. One-year rental I, for me. I want them in. I want them in. Uh, I, I want them to win. I want them to advance. I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Maniac take the thing all the way to the Final Four or something. It'd be awesome if you know we got to talk to Lon. He's like, proud, proud of Brady. Proud of Brady. Yeah, Final Four. Proud of Brady. Yeah, proud of the guys. <laughs> Lawn wearing uh, Carolina blue on the sidelines. I can get down with it. Yeah. Baylor just, I mean, they were a one seed. I told you they were the most vulnerable one seed last, last week. I know it. They, it was a weird deal because they just never really felt like they clicked all year. Like like you had expected them to. or But I, I don't know. It was weird. And it. Sh- I thought, okay, once they get into the tournament, get healthy, it's going to turn around. Not the case at all. No, yeah, just the opposite, really. I mean, they dominated their first-round game, but what? They played a 16 seed. They uh, were not playing good ball at the end of the year. They were beat up. And Carolina, I mean, Baylor's lucky they didn't get run out of the gym. you got to give them credit for coming back and making that a game and taking it overtime. But how many points was Carolina up when Brady got tossed? Like 16? Uh, yeah, they were up quite a bit. Yeah. But that's like whenever Baylor really started their run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right after. Dude, look at this run that he's on. Last five games for Manic. Put up 20 against Duke in a win. Put up 21 against Virginia in a win. Uh, only 10 against Virginia Tech in that loss uh, in the uh, championship. And then 28 against Marquette. Big day shooting the three, 50% from three. 26 against Baylor, 50% from three. 
Dude, they go as man it goes right now. He's shooting 50% from three, basically, in their last four wins. Dominant. Uh, text line right. says, goodness, yeah. I hope Duke loses. I'm so tired of the Coach K crap. Couldn't agree more. I had Duke losing in the round of 32 in my bracket, not because I thought it was a smart pick, but just because I thought it had been awesome. They lost to Davidson. But they're in the yep. Sweet 16. What do you, what do you know? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap the day up next here from Chapel Supply and Equipment.